Hello, and welcome to this episode of Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast. My name is Tim Birch, and I am the Executive Director for the National Society of Professional Surveyors and your host for the podcast. Each episode of Surveyor Says features topics and guests from the world of surveying and geospatial professions, and we highlight up-and-coming personalities and technology. This episode will introduce you to our candidates for secretary in the upcoming NSPS officer elections. Our guests include Craig Amy, the two-term incumbent from Michigan, and Nancy Almanzan, the NSPS director representing Nevada. Voting for this election will open on December 1st, and eligible members will receive an email with a link to the voting site. So, without further delay, here's our next installment of Surveyor Says. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. This is the secretary candidate episode for the NSPS elections that will be going online December 1st. Uh, Those eligible members of NSPS will be getting an email with a link to the voting site. And in talking to the secretarial candidates, we got to start somewhere. So we are going to start with our two-term incumbent uh, secretary, uh, Mr. Craig Amy from the, I will say the great state of Michigan, because I like Michigan. I enjoy going there. I enjoy, even though I, you know, this disturbance in the force every time I pass over the, the, uh, the state line, uh, it, it's always a great time out there. How are, you, how are you, Mr. Amy? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Life is great. Uh, well, yeah, it actually it is. It is it is pretty good. Um, for those who don't know you, and uh, I'm surprised there are people out there that don't, but there maybe is a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you work for uh, in right now, uh, years that you've been in the profession. I mean, what? Where did Craig Amy start? Every surveyor has a story. So, mm-hmm. what's Craig Amy's surveying story? Okay. Well, let, let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> uh, I got into surveying after I was in a three, about three years into a forestry degree at Michigan Tech, and I had to take a class on something called surveying. I had no clue what it was, never heard of it before, uh, which unfortunately is pretty common amongst anybody that's in this profession. Uh, but somebody said it's just a class to determine how to figure out what an acre is in a woodlot. So, okay, took the class. <laughs> fell in love with it. it. It answered all the things I wanted to do in life, all my interests. And I, at the end of that class, I went down and changed curriculums and changed col- uh, colleges and ended up at uh, Fair State University where I ended up getting my degree back in 1985, before probably a lot of our membership were even born. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's how I got started in the profession. Um, I got licensed in 1989 in Michigan. I uh, went to work for a company three days out of after graduation, and I still work for them. Uh, coming up on 39 years with this company. Wow. Uh, the company is Anderson X Center Westrick. We're a civil engineering firm primarily uh, with a large municipal sector uh, and a large private sector as well. So we get exposed to a very broad range of projects because of the type of business we do. And our location, we're, we're situated about 40 minutes north of Detroit, which is just about the end of the really urbanized areas. So if I go out my door and I turn right, I get into big time urban area. If I go out the door and turn left, I'm into farmlands. So we, uh, back to two big projects I have work, I'm working on right now is a major 
scanning project in Detroit for uh, one of the big convention halls that we have. Uh, so I have that moving and similar, simultaneously, I've got a large subdivision uh, that's a conversion from a golf course in one of our northern tiers. So it's a great company to work for, uh, for a variety of reasons, but the exposure to different surveying applications has been amazing. We really do touch a little bit of everything as far as uh, surveying is concerned. Uh, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, and I guess that's what I wanted to really expand on is that, you know, if, if the, if the listener goes, oh, well, I'm, I'm adding up the numbers and this guy's got to be at least this, but the fact of the matter is, and, and, you know, I've known, I've known you for uh, quite a while now. That's, I guess that's one of the things that, uh, that, that, that has always impressed me about, about you is your young attitude. And so I guess you just in hearing you talk about the projects and I remember however long ago it was when in talking to you about getting into UAVs and, and a lot of the remote sensing and the scanning and stuff and how you were always looking forward to the new technology and how to, how our world, our profession was going to be affected by it. So um, I guess that, that that's one thing I wanted to just touch on how that's kept you really modernized in this profession. Right. It's really been a, when you look at the time that we've been involved in surveying, to see where we started, where we didn't use batteries, we had no need for batteries. Yeah. Now you can't walk out of the office without a handful of batteries. And if you run out of batteries, you don't know how to survey. To go from that point to where we're at now has been absolutely amazing. And it's been a, a really a, a great ride the entire time. I love technology. Absolutely love it. I've loved it all my life. Uh, so I'm being, we're, our profession is being bombarded by all sorts of new technology, whether it's robotics or UAVs, scanning, the great things with GPS, all this stuff, um, re, all the UAVs, whether it be up in the air or down su subterranean or on the water, just, it's just amazing. And I love doing this stuff uh, because I, I find it to be fascinating. Um, and oddly enough, I am the oldest guy in our department, but I'm the one that's really into the technical side of it. <laughs> so I think that keeps me young. The scanning, which we're really getting into now, is, is amazing what it can do. But learning what it can't do is, I think, where I have an advantage over others because of my past. Coming from a battery-free existence to, to, to this point, I've got a good base on what surveying really is. So then I can apply it to all these new technologies when they come in the door. Well, and I guess that's something that, you know, we've talked about in, in other arenas um, and having that, having that experience level. Uh, and, and like you said, coming from the non-battery time, and unfortunately I resemble that remark too. <laughs> uh, in the end, it's the experience that tells us what the deliverable should be and what is useful to, to our clients and what's useful to, uh, our engineers that we're working with and what the eventual product is supposed to be. The tools obviously have changed. And that's, right. I guess that's, that's the nice tie is being able to bring that forward and for you and your longevity to be able to also share that with your younger staff to say, yeah, these tools are great, but here's what we're really trying to deliver. So let's make sure this is what we use it for and not something else. Exactly. Yeah. The, the temptation, and I see it with my, uh, fellow workers in my uh, 
department is to use this new technology and take whatever it gives you. And we cannot do that. We have to know that it's given us the right information or if it's given us the wrong information, we need to be able to discern that as well and figure out why. So it, when that, in fact, I'm just with this scanning project I'm doing, I just ran into a problem, but then I kind of fall back on my experience when I was younger on how really to do a survey accurately. And I'm now bringing that and blending that in with the new technology and coming up with the right answers, uh, which I think puts me in, puts us, those of us in our generation, in a mm-hmm. really unique situation that we've kind of spanned the gap between battery-free to battery-dependent surveying. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm 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 proud to be. Hopefully, I I, I consider myself and you and a few others that that we're, yeah we've been able to to span that exactly that um, because. It is about foot in the past, foot in the future, and uh, what you've done there has been been fantastic. Well, in addition to that, you've also spent a significant amount of time involved in the Michigan Society. So tell us a little bit about how you got involved with, uh, with the state affiliate there and what all that is, has really, uh, I guess, broadened your career in having those, mm-hmm. those opportunities. Uh my involvement starts almost simultaneously with my employment. Uh, I started working here again back in 85 for a gentleman by the name of William Soderbergh. And uh, many of us of, of the gray hair ilk uh, know uh, Bill Soderbergh, or Sod as we all know, knew him, uh, as a major player in, in the profession. And he didn't even let me even get my feet wet before he was dragging me off to some chapter meeting that I really did not want to go to. I didn't, I just wanted to do my job, go home and enjoy life. I went to the first chapter meeting and said, Oh, well, okay, this is pretty interesting. There's a, in order for me to really be able to be a professional surveyor, I have to be part of this as well. I have to know the things they're talking about. I have to be involved in what they're doing. And, uh, it kind of planted the seed that just it is just keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, after that first meeting, um, before long, I found myself as a, a director on the, the local chapter. Um, and then suddenly it seems like overnight I was, uh, it wasn't overnight. It was a number of years, <laughs> but I was president of our, of, uh, Michigan state or the Michigan society of professional surveyors, uh, which was an extreme honor, uh, to be, in that position to um, serve the, the professional surveyors for the state of Michigan. It really was special. And I, I enjoyed that immensely. Uh, but I thought, kind of thought that was going to be an end of my run until about maybe two years after I was president and this position for governor at NSPS became available in Michigan. And I was asked if I was interested. I said, I don't know. I have no idea what it is. So I went to one meeting um, and found out what it was in, what was all involved and got hooked. Got hooked on NSPS. So it's, it's just a natural extension of the state's affiliate to the national. It's the same concept, same issues, same basically the same people with just different faces. Uh, we were, it, it seemed like just a natural progression to carry my love of this, this profession and my passion for the profession and my interest in seeing 
the best for this profession uh, to a different level. So um, that got me to be a governor in NSPS, and I don't know when that was. I think you and I came on as governors within a year of each other. So it, it, it was a while. It was ago. a while ago. <laughs> um, so I was around there long enough to really understand how that system worked, uh, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, we did obviously change to the 100% membership, and I became a director uh, for the state of Michigan. And then before, after a couple of years, I became op an officer uh, as secretary. Um, and the same, I had the same feeling I had in that first chapter meeting is this is stuff I need to be a part of. For me to really be a professional surveyor, I have got to be involved in MSPS, NSPS, anything that's going to affect my profession, I need to be a part of so that I understand it. So I can better serve my clients and my profession. That's sort of got me to here today. I, I was not an ACSM member until 2001, when as president, I was given the opportunity to go to Vegas and listen to a gentleman by the name of John Matanich uh, give his government affairs report. And when I found out from that one brief meeting what NSPS and ACSM at that point, primarily NSPS, was doing for me, again, I had to be part of this organization. And I literally walked from that meeting over to the, we had a booth this, again, was in Vegas. Walked over to our booth and signed up. Uh, and I think it was one of the best things I did. This is a great organization to be part of. And it just seemed to be a natural fit for me. Now, that's good. Well, we've appreciated having you around. Um, so one of the questions that we are throwing out to all of the candidates is that as an NSPS officer, what's your primary focus for the organization? As secretary, of course, my primary duty is keeping the notes of all the meetings uh, and providing those to the members for their information, for their their affiliate reports, uh, and for whatever. That's that's my primary duty. Um, my primary focus, uh, since I am I am secretary, if I, if I were president or vice president, I'd have really more of an agenda of things that I really wanted to do specific items. But as secretary, I mean, my duty is taking notes, but my focus is really on doing whatever we can, I can as an officer and part of uh, the officers uh, group, the XCOM, to further this profession in the right way, to, to take it where we think we know it needs to be. Uh, this, this profession changes, it almost seems like daily. Whether it's technology or methodology, uh, the difference in uh, different groups of people coming in, different age groups coming in with different thoughts, different interests, it's, it's just thrilling to be a part of all of this and to try to find out how do we funnel all of these things together into this into one path for NSPS, and that that's been a, it's been a lot of fun trying to do this, a lot of work, a lot of. Mm -hmm. A lot of effort, a lot of um, a lot of great times, a couple rough batches here and there, trying to prove that I'm right and everybody else is wrong, which <laughs> somehow never seems to work. But but it's it's really been a, a a a great ride, and that's what my focus is really 
to, to be part of the group that helps funnel all of the things that we have facing us for change into the right path for NSPS. Very good. Very good. Well, that, that kind of led into the, the last uh, question slash statement of, you know, any final thoughts? I mean, you've, you've summarized it quite well there, but anything else you'd like to add to uh, uh, re- really for this candidacy to, to remain a secretary? Um, I do want to continue as secretary. Absolutely. Uh, not because I like taking notes. I don't like taking notes. I don't like having to do that uh, just for the, the, the drudgery that it gets to be. But um, that's my role, and, I, and I'll do it, and I'm, and I'm happy to do it. Re- I really am. But what I enjoy and why I want to continue as secretary is I, I value um, this role that I have found myself in, uh, working with some really great people. Uh, at a at a high level in the organization to help guide this organization. I want to be part of that team. Uh, my role is as secretary, and I'm I more than happy to do it. I I understand it a lot better than I did my first year as secretary. Uh, you gave me a whole bunch of information as you were secretary before me that I fi- had to figure all this out and what do I do and what's my responsibility. And I think I'm there. I'm pretty comfortable with the role. Uh, and I, I enjoy being part of uh, N, uh, NSPS, uh, and my role is secretary, and I look forward to doing that for another couple of years. That sounds good. Well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to, to talk to us, to do a little meet the candidates for those who don't know uh, each of them. Um, you, need, you do need to get to know them because the the, the ballots will, once again, the ballots will be out uh, by, by email December 1st. So make sure and look for that email if you are a, a vote, eligible voting member of NSPS. Um, Craig, thanks again for the time. Um, I will say, I guess, go Lions. There you go. Go Lions. <laughs> Loving my Lions. This is a great year. <laughs> yes, you are. You're definitely, yeah, they've definitely had a little bit of a renaissance, which is, is kind of fun to see for a change. So it certainly is. All right, sir. Well, we thank you very much. And remember, uh, and this isn't Chicago, so you can't vote early, vote often, but make (laughs) sure and read those emails and and go out there and and cast your ballots. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Have a great day. You too. Hello and welcome to this segment of Surveyor Says, the NSPS podcast. I'm your host, Tim Birch, and we have our second candidate for secretary. Uh, For those who have been paying attention, we've got an upcoming election. Uh, For those members who are eligible to vote, you will be getting a ballot in your email from our election service uh, on Friday, December 1st. And so uh, we will have two candidates for secretary. Uh, Today, my guest today is Nancy Almazan from uh, from Nevada, and uh, the other candidate was Craig Amy from Michigan, and then we've got the the vice president candidates as well. So, but we're here with Nancy today, and uh, Nancy, welcome, and thanks for taking some time out, so our listeners can get an idea of who you are and why the heck you you want to volunteer that much more. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate the time and appreciate the invite. Yeah, I'm looking forward to our discussion here. Uh, okay, so 
every surveyor has a story. How did you get yourself into surveying? Um, it, it just it, We're always curious to hear how it, it all comes about. So give us a little background on how you came into surveying and how that's led you to your, to your, cur- your current employment, current roles. Okay. Well, my story starts when I was 17. I was a senior in high school and I was lucky enough um, that my, my high school counselor thought I was good enough at computers to recommend me for a job working for SEA engineers, which uh, again, to my my very you know fortunate, um, I was very fortunate to go work for Rita Loomis, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I just did data entry, you know, uh, back in this was back in the eighties, and um, Rita taught me a lot. And, and I was very fortunate to work for her there at SEA. She then became a city surveyor of the city of Las Vegas. So I went to go work for her at the city of Las Vegas. Um, and I worked for her for 20 years up until the time she retired. And, you know, like I said, I was very fortunate to have her as a mentor, a very good friend of mine. We still keep in touch. Um, but she showed me, um, you know, what you put into surveying is what you're going to get out of it. What you put into your profession to your associations and and whatnot that's what makes you a professional um, more more than just a job so at the city i um i worked there for 28 years both you know as it's starting as a student intern all the way up uh, uh, until 2018 i was the right-of-way manager so i did work in in the survey department for about um 18 years and then over um, directing the right-of-way group uh, for my last 10 years there. You know, we did in surveying, you know, we did everything from, you know, working out in the field, doing topos, um, level loops, and, you know, whatnot to, you know, preparing the records of surveys and checking the maps of, of the local surveyors um, and, you know, starting the first, our, our first GPS station at, at the city and our first, you um, working with our first uh, 3D scanner at the city. So, um, you know, doing all that and working with the local surveyors, I got to to know a lot of them and and work with them, you know, through the mapping process and um, through the zoning ordinances, through planning and and whatnot. So that was that was a great part of my career. And then I went over, I got the opportunity in 2008 to move over to the right-of-way group. Um, which I had worked with them, you know, was on the development side, um, but not much on the acquisition side. So I learned um, uh, all about right-of-way acquisitions and 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 how much surveying is needed in the right-of-way world, how how closely um, intertwined we are. And um, so I worked on capital improvement projects um, a lot in in survey in uh, right away you know was able to work more with our city engineer or city engineers group with our um, city attorneys um and you know just working with all those different groups i think is is a benefit for anybody in in surveying or whatever that that other profession is you know to get to collaborate with others like-minded um, professions um in 2018, about five years ago, I was given the opportunity to go work for Southwest Gas Corporation, which is a uh, regional um, natural gas distribution company. 
Um, I lead the right-of-way group there. I'm the supervisor of, of right-of-way. We have uh, five divisions in um, California, Nevada, and Arizona. I am the only licensed uh, land surveyor on staff. Um, so I do work with a lot of contractors for our survey work. Um, but, you know, we acquire land rights for our easements uh, for both our, our own projects and for private development. Um, and again, just working with those other groups like our engineers, our, um, our uh, legal counsel, our real estate group, you know, when they go and buy property, you know, we've, um, I review their ALTAs and title reports and whatnot. So it, it's really has been um, a great profession for me, both, both on the surveying side and the right-of-way side. Well, and I, just a personal note, I, and then I assume you were, you had a hand in uh, the city of Las Vegas, at least I say it's the city up and down the strip. Those right-of-way monuments have got to be the, one of the most iconic right-of-way monuments anywhere in, I mean, literally in the world. So uh, I, that had to be, that had to be uh, interesting to be, to ha be able to set something that uh, elaborate uh, at times for right-of-way. Yeah, you know, those were most of what you see those, the the Welcome to Las Vegas monuments and some of those other uh, kind of iconic monuments. We have them both in the city and in the county and in the majority of this of the strip is is in Clark County. Oh, it's Clark County. Um, so okay. In conjunction with Clark, Clark County with NDOT. Yeah, they, they're they're fun to, to kind of design. Um, design those those monuments and and yeah there was quite a few um uh various um drafts <laughs> oh. that, that were were fun to go through oh they're fun to find they really are fun to find but anyway um okay so you, through all of that you've also got this whole other life uh that you've uh you've been with your volunteering and through uh, the advocacy and, and from through the profession, uh, through the Nevada uh, Nevada Surveying Society, tell us about what drives you to be be that involved there, and 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 really kind of what's leading to being more involved even at the national level. So yeah, I I received my uh, my license in Nevada in 1998, and you know. Um, like I said before, I worked for Rita, and she was really a driving force for me. Um, and, and and really, I think for a lot of women in surveying, you know, she was the first woman surveyor in Nevada. She was a NSPS president. She was our NALS president um, on the NCs board. Um, she really, I think, helped instill that um, that service to your profession, service to your to your society, you know, service to the public, you know, being being a public employee, you know, we're serving the public as well. So I, I think that's where it really started um, was was with Rita. You and sure, so I, yeah, I you sure had a great role model there. Holy cow! I I did, I did, and and so I I, I have to give her credit for for helping me to get started. I was very shy when I you know came came into working for for a survey company and you know then on to the city but she helped um open open me up to to a lot of different 
different people and a lot of different different associations. So I became active within my my own local chapter when I when I got licensed, and then I was the president of that chapter. Um, and then went on to be state president of NALS. Um, and I was fortunate again this year in our 50th anniversary to serve as, as president again. Um, and it's, I, I've also been the conference chair for Nevada since 2009 up until now. And that's also been a great um, uh, kind of thing for me to be involved with. Because again, we get to work with you know, we do a lot of conferences with California with CLSA, but more recently in the last, you know, five, 10 years, we've been doing regional conferences. So we have Arizona and Utah and um, this coming year in 24, we are including um, Wyoming and New Mexico are going to be part of the regional conference. So, nice. you know, that's been, been great. Um, you know, on, on regionally, I was on the, the West Fed board, Western Federation of Professional Surveyors. I was on that board for about 15 years and was chair of that board for uh, from 2015 to 2019. Um, I, I, I think part of where I, I started my service to the associations and to just, just uh, people in general, I was in a, a youth group, um, Masonic youth group, it's called Rainbow Girls, um, both as a member and then as an adult advisor for several years years. And, and one of the things that we teach young women is, you know, be of service to others, be of service to the community, leadership skills, public speaking skills, how to run a meeting, you know, so that was kind of instilled in me when I was a teenager, you know, just giving that service. Um, uh, with NSPS, I became the director in 2019 from Nevada, also serving on the NSPS Foundation Board as a trustee. And um, I've been involved with the Western States Directors Council, was chair of that committee last year, and currently uh, working on the policy committee, um, and now secretary of the NSBS Foundation. Um, and I'm also active within IRWA. So I think just, like I said before, I think giving back to your profession is, is part of what makes you a professional. It's not just a job, it is it is your life. Exactly. Well, those are a bunch of great examples of, of how one can give back and then some. So uh, we thank you for everything you've done uh, to date uh, at all levels. I mean, that's just, it's an incredible dedication you've put in to, to the profession and uh, the volunteering. Um, so in throwing, throwing your hat into the ring here for secretary, um, it's a two-year commitment. Um, Anything that you have would have in mind that I mean, I mean, besides just pushing the, the the organizations forward, are there anything, any kind of little pet projects you see that you would like to to see NSPS uh, go forward uh, under your direction? Um, yeah, there there's a couple of ideas that I have. I think um, communication. Um, is is really the key to just about anything that we do. Um, you know, communicating, you know, not just with with our, you know, executive officers and, and the board, um, but the board of directors, all of our NSPS directors, not, not just there, but also back down to the state associations and the regional associations and 
you know, the, the other organizations like IRWA, um, our GIS uh, partners, our engineering partners with NCs, all of those um, players, let's say, you know, I think it's important to keep the lines of communication open with them. And, um, you know, I think we also need to, to have the mindset of not only are we just looking to get um, through workforce development our new PLSs license, but we have a whole, a whole um, crew basically of people that support surveying. You know, not everybody either wants or needs to be licensed. You know, we do need the PLSs, yes, but we also need the CAD technicians. We need the drone operators. We need, you know, the field crews. We need the secretaries. We need the accountants. We need, um, you know, business-minded people. All of those, those professions um, and those those jobs to help us do what we do. Um, so I think through first development, that's kind of a key. You know, promoting the CST promoting, you know, um, military people coming into the profession. They have a lot to offer. You know, going to high school outreach, high school fairs, college fairs, high school counselor um, uh, conferences, you know, doing, working with the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, the Future Cities, um, Trigstar, you know, all of those types of opportunities that we have. Um, that we need to get out there and, and get the word out and um, not just, you know, so people know us more as just, you know, the guy on the middle of the street with camera, and which which I think that has changed over the years, right? I mean, it's getting there. There's, it's there's, getting there. There's a, lot, there's a lot more recognition now. Um, but I think we need to be continuous on that. And like one thing I think that that we as NSPS could do to communicate more with our members because we have to remember that that we serve our members you know it's not just the board of directors but nsps as a whole represents all of the surveyors across the nation whether you're a member of your state association or not nsps is your national voice and i think like maybe having um town hall meetings you know maybe monthly, quarterly, something like that in between our, our, our NSPS meetings that, you know, either the officer, one of the officers or like a committee chair for, let's say, workforce development, because they're, you know, doing a lot right now. Let them tell the world, the surveying world, what they're doing and how they can participate. You know, we, we do. I, I give a report to my board at, at our board meetings. You know, we meet quarterly like most associations do. Um, and we put a, you know, the minutes of the NSPS meeting in our publication. Um, and at our local chapter, you know, I can talk a little bit about it. But if I wasn't at that workforce development meeting, because there's so many meetings going on. <laughs> yes. Right? We can't attend everyone. Um, but so I may not have all that information from the Workforce Development Committee until the next meeting when the minutes come out from that committee. So if, if we were able to do that, communicate that out in a more timely manner and what, you know, Joe Surveyor can do as a member of NSPS or as a person represented by NSPS, I think that would be 
a good thing to do is is that could be a good member benefit those are some great ideas and i think that i think i think the, yeah, the 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 groundwork has always been there just a matter of 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 getting them implemented and following through so no thank you thank you for sharing that that's some great stuff um Trying to be uh, cognizant of your time, you're 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 a busy lady, as we've just listened to. Uh, any final thoughts on on uh, the whole election and what really, you know, even beyond just the election part of it, what do we got to look forward to in 2024, and what uh, you know, to, I guess, I've kind of put a period on some of the things you just explained there. What 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 do you think we can the low hanging fruit we can go after real quick? Well, first of all, I, I'm I'm very honored to have been nominated, um, you know, as secretary for NSPS. You know, I do try and put my all into, um, you know, if I'm going to volunteer, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to go all in. Um, but but it's not just about the election. I mean, I if 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 I'm honored to to be elected, that's great. If I'm not, that's great too, and I will support. Um, NSPS as best I can um, in in whatever role I may be in. Um, so I, again, I think it's just an honor to even be recognized and honored to to serve in, in such a role. Um, as far as low hanging fruit, you know, I, I I think PR is kind of a lot of that, and and communication is a lot of that low hanging fruit. You know, it's getting the members benefits getting the members information you know um maybe even doing a highlights report you know right after our meeting that you know these are the key things that, that happened at the fall meeting that can be sent out state execs to the presidents to the nsps directors and so we all have a clear and concise message from nsps um that it's you know i i create my report based upon the minutes, uh, you know, that are provided and on my notes of the minutes of the meetings that I went to, but maybe a, a clear and concise um, summary that could go out to all the states, you know, and, and I don't think that would be too difficult to implement. So I, again, just, just keeping lines of communication open, I think is, is a key. That sounds wonderful. No, that's great. Great stuff. Thank you. That, uh, that, that's a good, that's a good place to, to, to wrap this up. I, I, I appreciate your time. And, uh, like I said, it, it is, it is an honor to be to nominated, uh, for these types of, uh, opportunities and we'll see where it all goes. So, all right. Well, as I said earlier, uh, Friday, December 1st, those ballots are coming out. If you are a, a member of NSPS that has voting rights, you will see an email coming from our election uh, provider. And uh, please do your part. Uh, carefully consider uh, your your votes and uh but make sure and vote. We do. We do need to. We do need to have your voices heard. So, Nancy, thanks again for for uh, for joining me and uh, and and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. You've been listening to Surveyor Says the NSPS podcast and getting to know our two candidates for NSPS secretary, Craig Amy and Nancy Almanzon. A reminder that voting for this election will open on December 1st, 
and eligible members will receive an email with a link to the voting site. Subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite streaming platforms, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. For more information about the podcast and NSPS, please visit our website, nsps.us.com. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.